You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 146. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm here to teach you and coach you how to end your emotional eating, lose that extra weight, and leave all those overeating habits in the past. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about boredom eating. So get comfy and get ready to be coached. Before we begin, I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real, as always, is brought to you by The Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is for smart women like you who are not only tired of diets, but they're ready to admit that diets don't work. And they're ready to stop eating from stress and learn how to make more space for happiness in their life. You can learn more about the Freedom Group in the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get started with today's coaching session. Here's what we're going to cover. I decided to do this episode about boredom eating because I get a lot of requests, a lot of letters referencing this subject, and a lot of my members in the Freedom Group talk about it. They don't know what to do with themselves when they're bored and they overeat. Now, I feel all the same emotions that you do, but boredom is one of them that I'm not quite as familiar with. It's just not my habit. I have other habits, believe me, but boredom is just not one. So I decided to do some research for you. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what boredom is, what it feels like, why you feel it, how you create it. Yes, you actually create it and how it's connected to your eating. We're also going to talk about how to get around the feeling without eating as a result, how you can look at boredom, a different perspective, and you know, I'm going to give you an action step for next time you're bored. So let's dive into the subject, boredom eating. Is it something that you do? All right, listen up. Boredom is a feeling. It's an emotion. All of our emotions come from our thoughts. You know this from listening to me. Now, something happens out in the world, in your world, and you react to it. You have thoughts about it as you interpret what's happening in your mind. That feeling of being bored is pretty universal at one time or another. We all feel it sometimes. It doesn't have to mean anything is wrong unless you're chronically bored. And then it might be a sign of depression or it might be a sign of being chronically understimulated. But for now, we're just talking about the common type of boredom that everyone feels at some time or other. So I want you to think back to the last time you were bored. Maybe you were in between tasks or work projects and you didn't have a clear plan about what you were going to do next, what to use your time for, and you started to feel unfocused and bored. Maybe you were with people who were all talking about something that you just weren't interested in or excited about. You were there, you were half listening, half engaged, and you kind of tuned out. You weren't actually doing anything else or even really thinking about anything else. It's almost like you were in limbo, not here with these people and not somewhere else, just kind of free-floating and disengaged. 
Or maybe you suddenly have the gift of some free time. You don't have to do anything specific. You don't have to be somewhere. You don't have an immediate deadline. So you're just there and you're used to thinking that you should be busy. You should be productive. You should get things accomplished. So this free time, instead of feeling like a gift, feels uncomfortable and you go into boredom. Why do you feel the boredom? You feel it when you're doing repetitive things. It may be that there's no challenge in what you're doing. It may be that it feels too predictable, maybe too easy and not really corresponding to your abilities. Or the other thing could be true, and that is that it could just be too hard for you. It could be that you're watching children, even children that you love, but you find it hard to engage at their level. And your mind prevents you from connecting with them and their activity and enjoying that time. It could be that you're doing something repetitive and kind of mindless, like emptying the dishwasher or folding laundry. You know, these activities don't require a lot of thought or attention, but instead of being present in the moment and enjoying the simplicity of what you're doing, your mind is searching for more stimulation, which you think you should have. Maybe you're reading a book and as soon as you start, you could see the plot unfolding ahead of you. This happens to me a lot when I read fiction. I can see what will eventually happen in the story. Sometimes I cheat and I sneak a peek at the end. And then, of course, I'm bored with the story and I usually give up on reading it. If you have a daily routine at work or at school or at home, or if you always do the same thing with your partner or your friends, although you might get a certain comfort from the predictability of doing that same old thing, it also might feel a bit too predictable. And that lack of surprise of newness might create some thoughts for you that lead to boredom. The same goes for sex with a partner that's always the same routine. Although it may feel good if it's always the same, there's less motivation to start and to stay engaged and connected, right? Did you ever have a class in school that was at such a beginner level and your knowledge was more advanced that you found it just hard to pay attention to? Your mind went somewhere else looking for stimulation. This is boredom. All of these examples are boredom and how it comes about. It's a lack of flow. You're not immersed in what you're doing. You want newness. You want challenge. While this is happening, you might not be aware of what's going on, but you just see the end result, which is you're bored. You feel trapped. When we're not in charge of our lives of what we're able to do, we feel trapped. And that's why teens are the most bored part of the population because at their age and at their stage in life, they want to be freer and have more options but that's when they have the least control over their life. Now, most of us that I'm talking to and who's listening are not teens, right? But boredom may still be a big part of your life, even though you probably do have a lot of control over what you do. What does it feel like? I wonder if you could identify and describe what it feels like. Here's how to do that. It feels like you're unengaged in what you're doing. Feel kind of indifferent to what's going on around you. You might feel restless. You definitely feel not really invested in what you're doing. Somewhat disconnected, yet you're not focused on something else. You might notice it physically when you find yourself making a lot of big, long sighs and yawning, looking around, maybe feeling a little sleepy. 
So you know that your thoughts create your feelings. What are some of the thoughts that might create boredom for you? If you think these thoughts, that could be part of the culprit. I just don't know what to do. I don't want to be doing this thing. What should I do? This isn't exciting. And this is boring. These thoughts don't help your mind look around for alternatives. And you might be thinking something so simple that you don't realize that this simple thought is what's creating the mood of being bored. And this is simply thinking the words, I'm bored. I'm bored stops you from seeking more, from looking for how to get more involved in what you're doing, or even to seek out something else to do. It just states what you feel. And so you settle into the experience of being flat and disengaged. All right, at this point, you might be wondering, how does this affect your eating? How does it get connected to your eating? Boredom comes from your thinking. Here's what happens. When we have things we're really connected to that we enjoy doing that wake up our interest and increase our drive and our motivation, then our brains release hits of dopamine. Dopamine is a brain chemical and it influences your mood and your feelings of interest and motivation. Think about reading an exciting book where you're wondering what comes next and you don't skip to the end like I do. Think about watching a movie that's suspenseful or doing something for the first time, like having lunch with a new friend or going on a job interview, or walking down a new street, or shopping in a new store. When you do these things, your brain is stimulated and you get that hit of dopamine. When you get a hit of dopamine, you feel pleasure and you feel satisfaction. It stimulates the part of your brain that houses your reward system. But when you're disengaged and unstimulated, your dopamine levels are low. So you start seeking out things that are stimulating, that are more stimulating than what you're doing, and that are likely to give you that hit of dopamine. Now, food is one of the things in life that does signal pleasure to your brain. So when your dopamine is low, it's not unusual for you to want to grab something to eat. Remember, your brain is wired to always be seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. Food gives you pleasure with the biggest hits coming from treat food and snack food. Drugs and alcohol do the same thing. Some of us go to those things for our hit of dopamine, but others go to the food. So if you want more excitement, you may be in the habit of looking in the food area. And this becomes a cycle. It becomes a habit. Instead of looking at what you're doing or what you're thinking, you look for a quick antidote to low levels of dopamine that give you that hit of reward and pleasure. But using food for pleasure for that hit when you're not physically hungry are going to give you more than you bargained for. You know this because the food will give you that hit of dopamine, which feels good, and it will distract you from whatever you were doing, which feels like a relief, right? But it will also probably give you extra weight on your body that you don't want. It will give you a habit that you don't want. It won't help you solve the problem of finding things to do that feel good and are good for you. As you know, my belief about food is that you should eat food you love that loves you back. And in this case, we're talking about finding solutions for boredom that also love you back. 
So overeating to get ahead of pleasure isn't something that you want to do on a regular basis, unless of course you're hungry. All right. So we see what boredom is. We see how we connect it to food. How can you get around this feeling of boredom without eating? In the moment, you want to catch your thinking before you act, before you eat. What are you doing? What are you thinking? And what feeling is coming up? If it's boredom, exactly what are you thinking to create that? And is there another way to view what you're doing to create another feeling? I want you to look at what kind of rewards you usually give yourself. If you're used to instant rewards like sugar, then your brain and your body will get used to you getting constant large hits of dopamine. And I want you to vary your rewards so that you get them from all different sources, real sources of true pleasure. Pleasure that feels good when you think about it, while you're doing it, and also when you're done. No regret, no frustration with yourself for what you just did. Recognize that you're feeling bored. Identify it. Notice the feeling. Allow the feeling. Describe it. See what thoughts are behind it. Realize the connection between the desire for excitement and that drive to eat when you're not hungry. Are you hungry in that moment? If not, that kind of excitement of the food when you're not hungry is a false solution. And you need something real that won't give you a harmful side effect or after effect. Your brain gets used to responding to a drive for those pleasure hormones, and you want to educate yourself and your brain to see what it is you really need. So what's a different way that you could look at about boredom, being bored, and boredom eating? I want you to look at your boredom eating patterns. What time of day is it? Are you doing monotonous work when you feel bored and you want to eat something? Make sure you're not hungry or thirsty. And if you are hungry, the way to know if it's physical is that any kind of food would sound appealing. But if it's boredom, you're more likely going to want junk food or treat food that will light up that part of your brain, give you that big hit of dopamine, and make your brain feel falsely stimulated. So let's make a plan for the next time you're bored. Let's talk about what your action step is the next time you experience that feeling of boredom. Notice when that feeling comes up. And when it comes up, I want you to see what's happening. What are you doing? What is it about what you're doing that's creating this feeling? Is what you're doing repetitive? Does it not require a lot of your mental engagement? Is it just not stimulating for you? See what you're doing and name it and name the feeling. And then I want you to look at your thinking. What is it you're saying to yourself about this activity? What are you saying about your feeling of being bored? Notice how it's connected to your desire to eat now and ask, always ask, am I physically hungry? If you are, you should eat. And if you're not, just know that food is not the answer and take a few minutes to ask yourself what else would give you that hit of dopamine that you need without the side effects of unneeded food. That's what you're going to focus on this week. You can do this. Let's take this boredom eating habit apart. Okay, my friend, that's it for this subject in our coaching session today. You know what you're going to think about and focus on this week. 
I want to thank you so much for choosing to be here today and make listening to these short coaching sessions a part of your day and doing the work on yourself for yourself. If you'd like to connect with me on a deeper level, I want to invite you to join me in my free Facebook group where we talk about the podcast each week and I help you take that action step that we talk about here each week. The link to the group is in the show notes, or you can go on Facebook and look for the Weight Loss Made Real podcast group. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and that general overeating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do because we know that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real just like you. And I will see you next week.